0: Love Life, featuring your hosts, Rebecca Detman and Jane Donovan. The sun shines bright. As it moves across my face, I feel the
1: light. As I release my fears, my heart expands. Welcome to Love Life. I'm Rebecca Detman. And I'm Jane Donovan. And when Jane Donovan and
0: I used to have a radio show, we used to have a segment called (laughs) Jane's Theory. I forgot about that. Every week, Jane's theory. Jane actually has a lot of theories. They're they're all unproven. That's why they're theories. They're not necessarily... There's no science. They are things that Jane has come to via a a combination of gut instinct and observation. Is that correct, Jane? Yeah, Yeah. 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 So we are going to kick off today's show by explaining that today's show is one of Jane's theories. So, you know... Last week or the week before when we interviewed Rebecca Brown, who's such an interesting thought leader because she takes what's currently beating the spiritual pulse in the collective consciousness and she goes one further and she pulls out that next thing that you just hadn't thought of yet or you hadn't quite heard or conceptualised and that stuff excites me it excites me Jane I know it excites you too and we know it excited so many of our listeners because we had so much feedback from that show people were really excited people one girl said she had to pull over to the side of the road to text us after she'd listened to it and it was like eight o'clock in the morning and I wrote back and said you've already heard it it only just went up like (laughs) like it's like 8 am you've heard the whole hour already anyway point being Jane and I wanted to share something today, which we also believe is a new thought form, or possibly a new wave that's coming with spirituality. And I know Jane's going to talk a bit about this in terms of you know vulnerability has been the big buzzword with the TED talk with Breno Brown, etc. And Jane's theory today is going to take it one step further to what she perceives could be the next big TED talk in the emotional spiritual sector, um, or the next buzzword, or the next thing that as a trend, an international trend under the wellness umbrella, people are going to start to waken up too. It's an extension of the HSP work, which is heavily researched and scientifically backed, but we are now jumping out into a new um, uncharted, unproven territory, um, which intuitively, instinctually, Jane at least feels very strongly, is going to be the new currency or is going to be something which a lot of people are going to have to wake up to and be able to articulate in order to better heal and understand themselves. And that word is sensitivity. Not highly sensitive or not HSP, HSS, any other coined term, just sensitivity and how it's defined compared to empath, compared to intuitive or psychic, compared to HSP, compared to just highly anxious, highly strung um, A-type personality, etc., What, Jane, what is sensitivity in its purest form?
1: I believe that, well, first off, I wanted to say what was the trigger for me finally being bold enough to share this theory is that when we interviewed Rebecca Brown a couple of weeks ago, she made a statement about uh, empaths being the new humans, was that right, there? it was, Yeah, that's what it was, yeah. And I really thought about that for a while and joined a few other dots together of what I've been observing. And I'm starting to see, well, actually, I've been seeing this, I'm going to be honest, I've been seeing this for about, I reckon, 12 to 15 years, is where people are demonstrating the traits of highly sensitive, and yet they are not identifying with the medical diagnosis of it. So they have emotional challenges in sense, with sensitivity. And yet if they go to Dr. Elaine Aaron's scientific work, they are not clinically diagnosed as HSP. So what I'm seeing is an abundance of people that don't have the different nervous system that a HSP has, yet they are still demonstrating strong traits of sensitivity, having challenges and wanting to expand on their sensitivity. The other thing that I'm seeing, of course, is the abundance of, in Western culture, anxiety and depression. And again, Rebecca Brown mentioned that her belief is that anxiety is suppressed empaths. Now, I wonder if the next part of evolution for mankind in general is where we move through vulnerability, which as we've talked about in other podcasts is is the big buzzword at the moment of how to become more emotionally intelligent, connected, authentic. So, as we move through vulnerability, and with the vulnerability we heal, we then are more empowered to embrace the sensitivity that is required for continued evolution of the human species.
0: Okay, so a definition of sensitivity. Because, you know, something Sorry, like, I didn't answer your question, did I? No, but that's, that's a perfect prologue to where we need to go from here. The other thing that we've seen in a very um, materialistic or Western or medical sense in the last 10, 15, 20 years, of course, is heaps and heaps and heaps and heaps of kids being born, being given labels like... Um, you know, ADHD, hyperactivity. Then you want to put them on the spectrum, etc. Labels, doctors, drugs, medications. Now those kids, medicals would, say, medical profession people would say, hi- highly sensitive kids. They mean something different when they say these kids are highly sensitive. They're a more full blown version, perhaps, of what you're talking about again, aren't they, Jane? Yes. You're talking about quote unquote ordinary people not necessarily spiritual people no, everyday walking people or anyone who's like hsp proven on a, on the multi you know what I'm what talking that? about
1: the chick that's the checkout Multiple operator I'm talking quiz. about the guy that's ceo of a company Yeah. I'm talking about all people somebody that's painting your house somebody that makes cars yeah okay so so continue so so sensitivity so sensitivity to me is the ability to sense with your senses Be able to connect with another. Now, how does that differ
0: from being an empath
1: or an emotional? It doesn't. EQ. No difference. That's what I'm so excited about. So, I think what we've got is 17 to 20% of the population have been planted down with different nervous systems to be, as Rebecca Brown said, the new humans. Now, what Jane means by that is HSP is a genetic
0: thing. Yes. Which means that one in five people can be clinically called highly
1: sensitive person. Yes. Jane's now saying... I'm now saying that I believe this has come about through many different reasons, but one of them is, and I'm not really good on this stuff, Beck's probably a whole lot better than I am, but... You know, the, I'm sure all of our listeners have different people that they follow who give you updates on what's happening with universal energies. If you know, And now we're moving into this moon and, and in this cycle and we've got this energy being downloaded and that's designed for you to clear this, do that, blah, blah, blah. I think this is where we get genetically upgraded. And I believe our bodies, everything is changing continually. So I actually think that people that weren't clinically born as... HSPs with that nervous system are now being encoded with it.
0: Or opening up to the potential or the possibility of it vibrationally. They can actually reach out and grasp it and bring it in and own it or master it. Yes. Whereas before, it's a bit like when we talk about people being asleep or awake. And like I had a beautiful client yesterday who's basically spent 29 years being sound asleep. And in like the last six months, she literally just woke up just woke up. Boom. She's reading Buddhist books and she's meditating and she's Googling and researching and wondering how she can parent her children differently. And it's all just happened. And she came from a really closed down, shut down childhood and a really orthodox Christianity background. Right. So it's huge when it happens. Um, She's highly sensitive as well, but now she's using it and recognizing it and owning it and realizing it's even there for the very first time in her whole life.
1: Excellent. Love it. Love it. Love it. I think that we also are seeing a lot of people that are having the trauma in their life. And as we've said on a million podcasts before, you get your messages spiritually in with either a feather, a brick or a sledgehammer. So the sledgehammers are coming thick and fast now. Now that's always in the past been my perception of it's an opportunity for you to really start to look at what's important in life to get your ducks in a row of what's really who you are and how is it you want to be. To stop perhaps being, you know, so materialistic or judgmental or opinionated or whatever, and start to come from love instead of fear. Now that still applies, but this is like another opportunity. You get the sledgehammer, and the hammer, that sledgehammer is there, that opportunity for you to start to open your heart. So I think sensitivity is another way for being completely heart centered.
0: I love this. And now this ties in with Breno Brown and her talk about vulnerability. Because if you remember in the talk, when she was doing her research and she was starting to figure out this sensitive trend, Mm -hmm. um, she got some manila folders and she wrote on the manila folders, wholehearted people. Because that was the best way at the time she knew how to describe them. These were the people that seemed to have enough love to get through any situation or to pick themselves back up or to talk themselves through something or to... Be positive. So she called them wholehearted. Now, Jane, you just used the word coming from a heart centre. Yeah. So they're very closely interrelated. This idea of vulnerability, sensitivity, and the heart. And of course, we live in a world where we—it could be very easy to believe that it's a terrifying and dangerous choice to 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 come from that place. The heart and sensitivity and vulnerability can get stamped on in the education system, in the political system, in in the corporate system in you know the incarceration system in in most of the systems we have even competitive sports or whatever you want to call it how do you come from almost a tender vibration as 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 we might perceive it although maybe maybe being sensitive and vulnerable and heart-based isn't a tenderness or a, or you know a weakness or a softness maybe it's a strength it is maybe a strength maybe it's actually the best most powerful Personally powerful self empowerment, etc., type of a vibration that anyone can master, which is actually where the true concrete lies,
1: right? Oh, I love it, Beck. Yes, 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 exactly to all of that. So, where do you start? Well, first off, because why I think this is so important to have this discussion now is we know a lot of our listeners are HSPs. And we've harped on about it's time for you to step up and get your message out there. And many of you are doing beautiful work. And, you know, a lot of you have shared your different blogs and new services and courses and talks that you're giving And I'm just so proud of everybody for stepping Mm. up and doing it because there's a lot of vulnerability in that, particularly for a HSP. You know, the actual art of putting yourself out there is actually putting you right into potential overwhelmment, yet you're doing it, and I think that's amazing. Those that aren't doing it, you have to do it because you are the role model, as Rebecca Brown said, for the new human. You are the role model. This is People need to be looking at you and going, how do you get there I want some of that and as we've got people that are suffering through really traumatic um, anxiety through depression through you know traumatic illnesses or whether it's somebody that's just got the quiet whisper in their heart of I don't know if I want to be like this anymore I think
0: that this even can answer the greater political situations, fears, worries, terrorism. I'm thinking of Donald Trump, you know, those those shows that we've done where we've talked about what do you do if you get really, really scared about planes dropping out of the sky or going to airports and bombs and, you know, what do you do if you don't like the person who's just been voted in to run your country? What do you do? How? What do you do? And what you do is, as a spiritual, emotional, wholehearted, sensitive, connected person is, you don't worry about any of it. And once upon a time, that kind of attitude was considered extremely irresponsible and almost like you weren't a proper adult. You know, grow up. You know, people have died to vote. You should vote properly. You should take that as a as a sacred, you know, what responsibility and you should care about politics. You should read the newspaper. You should be informed. You know, it's your job as a citizen to be informed adult, you know, and teach your children rah, 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 rah. rah. You know, I had Esther Hicks channeling on this topic the other day as well. Someone was saying, Esther, you always tell us, well, Abraham, you always tell us to stay in this really pure positive energy, higher vibrational vortex, keep your vibration high at all times, etc. How do we do that when we live in a world where the next thing you know, a form shoved under your nose and it's an insurance form and it says, tick which boxes, fire, drought, flood, you know, all of this. Like we're constantly being given the negative. And, and if we, you're forced to tick, you know, some negative boxes or on a, on a ballot form or whatever, what do you do, Esther? And, well, you know, Abraham. And Abraham just said, you just kind of glaze like glance over it with a detachedness and you just sort of think that's interesting it's none of that's really relevant to me but seeing as as I'm here I'll just deal with it as I need to as quickly and efficiently as possible in a way that's not connected or you know hooked in It's just, well, if they want me to tick a box, I'll tick a box for them. It's wonderful. They they have no power of me. Now, you know, I just, I want to segue a little bit here with Donald Trump, if you don't mind. Because.
1: (laughs) That's two episodes we've mentioned him on. Is it? Yeah, well. When did I mention him last time? Rebecca Brown. Oh, because. Oh, well, why wouldn't we? I mean, my goodness. If if I want to jump
0: into just for a second, fear-based Facebook posting, Mm -hmm. we have a lot of people who are genuine, well-meaning, eco-beautiful, wellness-based warriors who are saying, we are very, very worried that there is a repeat of Nazi Germany happening in the most powerful country in the world right now. Now, that's a valid concern, right? But this brings us back to actually the whole point of today's topic and where Jane and I want you to come from. And that is the fact that Hitler could be in power again in this lifetime and it doesn't even need to affect you. I know that sounds preposterous and I know that w- when we when we make statements from the, like that, we are actually making them from a slightly different dimension. We're not making them from the flesh and blood 3D plane where you have to get up and maybe see people, Mexicans be dragged across a wall or shut off on the other side of a wall, this bloody wall that Trump wants to build because he's the most 3D- Oh my God, he's so almost two dimensional. He's less than three dimensional. He's so black and white, basic. He's less. He's like preschool as a soul, right? He's still coming from the most basic building block ways of thinking. It's like having conversations with a toddler who's trying to stand one block on top of another and look, Mama, done built a wall. I'll build a wall, and that's gonna fix shit. Anyway, forgive me. And I want you to understand that when I say. Nothing that man could possibly do, say or implement could ever affect you is because if you are a sensitive person who comes from the heart at all times and is not afraid to push yourself into vulnerability, it means that you do hold strength and it means that you hold unparalleled power, a power of a vibration that can't be matched A power of a vibration that can't be stopped, that is uncontainable, that stretches out in every direction and connects. And it becomes a connector, a connectifier. There's a new word. And all the sensitives band together and connect and connect and connect and connect and connect energetically. And through Facebook pages and thoughts and words and how we parent and ideas that we share and food that we eat and all the things that we do as a community, we connect and connect and connect and connect and connect. And can you not see how that holds energetically a power that is just completely, there is no comparison to the, to the enormity and the magnificence of that vibration. Even though it might look invisible, it's grassroots, it's under the radar, underground guerrilla warfare, it's in suburbs, it's in private homes, it's in front of your meditation altar. Now, Trump gets to go out and stand in front of a lectern in front of these huge you know, rallies and all these you know, people that show up with placards and signs and press and paparazzi and that's his altar, but your altar in the privacy of your own bedroom kneeling on a cushion in front of an incense stick wins if you want to talk about fucking winning elections. You're winning the election of the soul and not just your soul but the collective consciousness. I'll I'll throw it back to you for some more sensitivity talk now, Jane. <laughs> and, and maybe a very practical question. <laughs> which is what, what are <laughs> the signs of awakening sensitivity in ordinary people so that they can join this connective movement?
1: Okay, so what I was calling the HSPs to 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 order on, to challenge you on is Now that you've done the work and you've embraced your sensitivity and you've turned it into a gift, I see the next responsibility is to be looking for signs of sensitivity in others. Not HSP sensitivity, but just sensitivity. Now, when you see it being done in the positive, like a toddler, play it up, go, oh, I love that you are demonstrating this wisdom, or I love that you've spoken that way, or I love that you've just shared that story, or I love that you've just helped that person. It's really encouraging the positive and encouraging the unconscious person to become aware of how they are using their sensitivity in a beautiful, positive way. But when it's in the negative, it's when you start to see, and I, you know, you see it in children, you see it in adults, and I start to think, oh, they're a HSP. And then I'll talk to them a bit, and I realize, no, they're not, but they've got some same challenges going on. Mm. So it could be that their feelings get hurt really easy. Now, that's a big one. Loads and loads of people, their feelings get hurt really easily. That is a sign of sensitivity. Now, we can go, it's a sign of low self-worth. It's a sign of not self-loving yourself, blah, 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 blah. It's a sign of an unhealed past. Yes, absolutely. But the sign of sensitivity is there. I am sensitive to my feelings being hurt. Is it about sensitivity? Like, look at how many children have been born with sensitivity, food intolerances. That's another sign of sensitivity. Um, Beck talked about um, uh, you know, people with ADHD or uh, Asperger's or... Anything like that is also a sign of sensitivity. about anxiety. Back to anxiety again. Massive. So anxiety, I always felt that anxiety is spending too much time projected into the future, and I still do believe that's true. However, I think it goes hand in hand with a suppression of the sensitivity. So what's happening is an overwhelmment another classic sign of a HSP, yet perhaps they don't present with the rest of the traits. However, they are being completely overwhelmed in their senses, and they just have gone into full-blown fear. So the person that is anxious is, I believe, a wonderful, sensitive person being given the, the brick, if not the sledgehammer, depending on how bad the anxiety is, to, start to step in to being heart heart-centered. So the role for you guys that have got all these tools under your belt is to help these people to embrace their sensitivity. And how do they do that? Well, you just listen to our past 160-odd podcasts and that's all there. You know all the tools. So the exciting thing is that as we start to help people who are showing the signs of either embracing sensitivity or struggling with sensitivity, either or it doesn't matter, But as we start to help those people, they start to embrace it more in their life as being a good thing, as being a positive thing, instead of something that is, particularly in Western society, meant to be shut down. So it's not just the highly sensitive person that's been shut down. It's been any person that's shown any kind of sensitivity at all is considered weak. And we go back to the giving examples in politics etc because the person who shows the sensitivity gets pounded down very quickly by the others so we've got to balance the scales now now i've spent you know the last how many years over a decade of trying to balance the scales for hsp's now we've got to balance the scales about the topic of just straight sensitivity. It's like
0: we've got to repattern society. It's we like do. every day we've got to do the work to, to uphold and applaud that which we want to value and showcase and, exactly. and have more of. So we need to applaud it in our children, applaud it in our peers, in our bosses, in our friends and family, the lady at the fish and chip shop, whatever it is. We, like Jane's saying, you need to compliment it and,
1: and shine light on it when it shows up and bring it out. Oh, as that's a- it. Shine the light on it. Mm. Put it on your tweets. Put it on your Facebook pages. Have the conversations in front of others going, I love that behavior. I'm going to use that next time I'm in that situation. You know, validation is massive and we need to validate this as being the way forward. And as we do that, People start to lose their fear of showing their sensitivity, and they start to tread this world bolder with it. They start to lead with it. So there might be some who have got a lifetime of decades of of suppression, 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 and they're going to be very fearful about stepping into a new way of considering their sensitivity. You know, there might be the boss of you know five hundred people who's used to being, what do they call them? You know, the acts. You know, when they go in and they go, right, I'm firing oh, 50% of them. hard ass. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. You know, maybe they're used to doing that and they just go, yeah, well, the last, last 50% on, they're the ones to go. Maybe they might use a different, they might use their sensitivity to still make the same decision, but with greater sensitivity, mm. which what is it? Compassion, empathy, leading towards the new human who will be full-blown empathic.
0: So... To use myself as a good example here, and maybe Jane can... Yeah, I wanted to use you as an example. I think that's great. You can workshop this with me. Because I was born, unlike a lot of psychics who tell their story, I, I don't feel like I was born psychic. I was born in a really ordinary suburban conservative family. And it took me a long time to go through my teenage rebellion phase of atheism, and you know, and I, and I did the church, and I did some science, and I got, finally came out the other end, realizing I was psychic. Now, am I? How did you know? What was the first moment that you went, maybe I'm psychic? Because I started to get impulses that I couldn't have known. Um, and but the point is, I've never been an empath. Now I know most most healers, be they a masseuse. Or a psychic, or a pet whisperer. No, they're not. Not most. I was
1: going to say are empathic. No? no, okay, maybe no. not. I thought they were. I, I did think that, um, but no. I've um, okay. recently come across quite a few who have got their inner child absolutely running the show, without empathy for their clients.
0: Okay, it's and been also quite interesting are, to observe. There are a lot of. Um you know, even like chiros or physios or, or uh, anyone who works with their hands, mm-hmm. they tend to sort of channel a lot more. It's almost like an alien energy, I think. And they're a lot more, So, whereas you kind of get the earth angels who kind of nurture you in a session and they bring you a lot more of the heart or that that if you feel it, they feel it. If you cry, they cry on the bed. Like that's. I There's the I, empath, yeah. That's what yeah. I'm thinking yeah, 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 yeah. Like,
1: Well, you know, you'll go to a- And they were probably the first round of healers. Yes. But possible. now we're not seeing that. Oh, well- they're the ones that I still do every now and then. Oh, like, no, there's loads
0: of them. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Um, you, loads of you're them. You're having a reading and you, and you say, I feel really sick in my stomach about that, and they'll start feeling really sick in their stomach about it, etc. They're feeling whatever you're feeling. Okay, so my point is, I, for a living, work in the emotional, spiritual realms, but I don't consider myself hugely sensitive. In fact, I've been told off many times by loved ones for being so completely blunt. And also on this show, I mean, I'll swear like bloody trooper and be quite harsh.
1: Um, it's interesting when you mix spirituality with kind of a hardline approach. But you see, we need all of this. We can't all talk one language. Otherwise, the message only gets out to the people that hear that language. So it doesn't mean that you're not sensitive. It's interesting because uh, yeah, it's I just that you're not highly sensitive. I've, but are you empathic? Am, well, am I HSP though, Jane? I don't think I, I am. I think that you don't. We don't need. No, you're not HSP. But fascinating. But <laughs> you are. But you are incredibly sensitive. I am though, in some ways. In some areas. Yeah. The evolution to the empath, and this is not to say that empaths, oh, yeah, we're all there, we're the best. It's so not that. That's not my understanding. Mine is more around... If we are to lead the world in sensitivity to become heart-centered, then it's going to take a tribe of different people leading in sensitivity in their way to get their tribe connected to it. Because there's a spectrum of sensitivity That's as well. right. And so over on the left here, you've got the full-blown empath, which is the HSP that has embraced it all in the positive. Then over the other end, you've got... Me. <laughs> no, that's crazy. No. No. But over on the right-hand side, you might have um, Someone a who, manic, a, not, not manic, a, um, a narcissist. Who's actually got sensitive traits. That's right, which is what led to their narcissism. And so as they learn to embrace those sensitive traits, they start to heal their narcissism. Then they get to teach the narcissist how to heal it. So we have we all come in at a different entry point to build the tribes to be able to get to the end goal, which the end goal is the same for all of us, to come from love and not from fear. Mm.
0: Anything more you want to say on this topic today that you feel it's really important people need to know about sensitivity or a common misconception or just anything you think
1: we've missed, Jane? I think that we've spent a lot of time around identifying sensitivity in emotions, yet sensitivity can be seen in so many other areas, whether it's, you know... It's the physical, whether it's in the doing, you know, it's in the body. Acts of kindness. It it can be all sorts of things, Mm. yeah. So look for it outside Mm -hmm. of emotion because all of our listeners will see sensitivity emotionally. So easy. What I want you to do is become the detective of what does sensitivity look like outside of emotional intelligence. Encourage it. Embrace it. And help heal it if you see people are struggling with it. And the way to start with that is self-love, which actually, perfect timing, since I'm going to be launching shortly the Extreme Art of Self-Love online course, let's get the sensitivity really embracing this amazing platform Mm. that we live in. As I release my fears, my heart expands.
0: We like to expand our tribe.
1: And you can help us to do that. (laughs) Yeah, let's get more sensitivity happening. By joining our Facebook page, which is? Facebook.com forward slash Love Life Show. And
0: you know what? We put up, obviously, our episodes every week, and you can tag friends under them, keep the discussion going. You can direct message us, private message us through Facebook, all of your ideas. You can jump on lovelifeshow.com where you can get counselling with Jane and I. You can have access to all 160 episodes, or what is it now, 166 past episodes, rather, and if you feel the need to support us financially, Please jump on and join the number of amazing, gorgeous, beautiful souls who've already done so. They've given us just any amount of money that feels right in your heart to support our message and to keep our show going for free every week at a high quality level and to keep us coming to you and out to the world. You can uh, click the little support us button on loveliveshow.com as well. And until this time next week, Jane and I encourage all of you to notice sensitivity in yourself and the world around you and encourage support and applaud it wherever it shows up life is perfect i'm not trying it's just happen and it's a beautiful day